0: Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I'm here this afternoon with Rob Iman. Hello, everyone. And Rob, we are here today to discuss your sermon from this past Sunday um, on James chapter four, verses one through 10.
1: That's a good the thing time. because that's what I was expecting too. So that's nice. Well, that.
0: good. I'm so glad we're on the same page.
1: Yay. The <laughs>
0: title I have for the sermon is Humbling Ourselves slash Befriending God. Yes. And, but I almost want to retitle it, The Story, the Picture, and the Practice.
1: Yeah, that could easily be done. Yeah,
0: it could easily be done. Not that we will, because otherwise it will be confusing to people. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, the truth be told, I mean, sometimes the titles are set long before we ever preach them and they're already locked in. So we just kind of hold on to them. <laughs> kind
0: of hold on to the titles. And then we're like, well, God's kind of taken me this way. So
1: <laughs> yeah, he shifted a little bit since the title was set, but that's okay.
0: That's all right. It's okay. It's It's on James chapter four, verses one through 10. I totally intended to go through um and read those verses before we went live today. Oh. And I'm just realizing I totally forgot. I got distracted.
1: <laughs> yeah, too much going on. What were you doing? Other things?
0: <laughs> yeah. I got I got down the wormhole of um Google Analytics um or indexing, I don't know, there's pages that they say that are on their website that are not indexed. And so I was trying to figure all that out and
1: that is I wormhole. fixed
0: one issue and I thought, okay, there's only four more. And then I looked and I realized it said six of 85. And I said, <laughs> well, that's not worth it. <laughs> I closed that web page.
1: <laughs> so what is causing quarrels and fights among you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, that's, what, that's what we're talking about today, right?
0: Yeah, quarrels and fights. Well, let's see, your story, Does is that where it starts?
1: Yeah, what is causing the quarrel and fights among you? Don't they come from the desires that were within you? And so um, really this passage, it just, you know, from a preaching component, there's a preaching and there's teaching and there's a presentation of God's word. Uh, and you can do it a number of ways. You, you never want to be able to bring an exegesis paper, you know, to mm. a public forum like that. Um, <laughs> But I mean, James uh, is like—I mean, when you get into it, it's like, "Wow, here's a word study, and here's a, here's a historical connection here, and here's a redemptive principle there." And you go through all these different things. And I'm looking at this, I'm going, "Man, this is just thick. This is just—I mean, it's a ton of really fascinating stuff here." But if if I go down that that trail, I mean, I mean, I'll be able to give everybody a nap by the time we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so or we where, could just I mean,
0: divide this into three different sermons
1: uh, yeah but I, so instead of three different sermons i just made three different points to it and it really fits pretty well i mean in terms of the the uh the way that it's translated from the greek into the english there are three specific sections to it
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: and as i was just sitting before and that's what we really we really try to do I and mean, you know as michelle that um as the pastors here we we want to sit before the word yeah the consult, um, commentaries are great, and word studies are necessary, and the original language is really, really, really helpful, and those things are all part of the presentation, all part of the preparation, but when it comes down to it, you want to sit before the word, because the Holy Spirit just speaks to us in particular ways as we sit before the word. So, uh, as I was sitting before the word, I mean, it just got a, you know, a story, yeah, a story would work a uh a a a picture yeah that picture right and a practice look at that so i just started playing with that and it came out
0: well there you go well and it gives us handles on which to hang our um our thoughts and our applications yeah right? right exactly so i i really loved your summer project story because um we used to live in Florida and ah. I've been to Daytona beach and, um, Glenn and I were engaged on a summer project, not in Daytona beach, but in Virginia beach. Ah. So it brings back good memories. And I also, um, I loved the principle at the word you received from the Lord, I guess, during oh, that yeah. time yeah, that, was- that everything is secondary next to knowing and serving jesus christ
1: yeah yeah that was one of those moments where um you know that hasn't happened often Um, Mm -hmm. but when it does happen it's memorable and back then um in my early years first two or three years it was really funny because the lord would give me things in threes it was just it was just really weird because like it was uh it was that August. So that was June when, you know, everything is secondary next to knowing serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And that just, yet, And, and it was really just, I mean, I was set up. God set me up for that, mm-hmm. and, you know, looking up and looking down and just seeing the world beneath me with everything I could want and seeing the world above me with everything I needed and, and, uh, and making that choice at that point and the peace. I mean, it was palpable. The presence of God was real, but there was another time two months later where I was for the very first time, my very first time to speak in public. I was speaking at a little Baptist church, you know, a handful of people there, maybe twenty people there. So, and uh, and afterwards, I I spoke on the Holy Spirit booklet. I just basically read the Holy Spirit booklet. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember uh, that. (laughs) Afterwards, I'm shaking people's hands, you know, I was getting the obligatory, you know, nice message. You know, I'm just a 19 year old kid, and uh, and this one diminutive. Couldn't have been more than five feet tall, African American woman who was like ancient. I mean, just aged, just just hunched over, and everything. Walked up, shook my hand, and said, "Just like a pastor, just like a pastor, just like a pastor." Then she turned and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so back in those days, uh, for whatever reason, God was using things in threes, and that's not. Those aren't the only examples. Um, But uh, when it came three times, it wasn't a voice, it wasn't, it was just an impression. Mm. Very specific impression that had a very specific sequence of words. And if you look at those words, you know, everything is secondary. And I talked a little bit about this in the message. Um, It doesn't mean that those things are unimportant. It means that they find their importance, they find their place, they find their priority, and they find their expression, how I'm going to relate to them Everything is secondary next to knowing there's a relationship there. There's a vibrant relationship, the, the vine, the branch of the vine, knowing and serving, uh, which is what Jesus said shows our love for him, is our obedience to him. The Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, that name is from Scripture. You know, Lord, that's the Old Testament uh, word for Yahweh, the, the, mm-hmm. the Lord Almighty, uh, the God of hosts. Uh, Lord uh, Lord Jesus, Yeshua, the Savior, God saves Christ, the anointed Messiah, the chosen one, it's like, wow. I mean, it, the more I've sat with that over the years, the more I realized just how much of a message that was to me at the time. Mm. Which right. I didn't even know at the time how much it was, but it was.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's what that's one of the amazing things about the way God works, right? <laughs> like he works in ways to help you recognize him when you take a minute, right? It's... um. You know, it's the three times. Well, of course he did it in threes because it's the Trinity, like three is kind of a holy number in his world. And so, and so of course he said it in threes, but then also, um you know, it's the, it, it was a struggle within you that you probably didn't even recognize oh, yeah. until he spoke to you or he gave that impression to you of like, no. This is, you're struggling and here's the solution. Here's here's your deepest need. Here's the solution to that.
1: Right. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't an anchoring. And again, I, I just felt like it was, um, you know, I was set up. I was set up to go down there. I was set up at that particular night and uh, mm-hmm. all the feelings of, you know, the group didn't want me. I wasn't needed, all that fun stuff. And then my girlfriend, 90 seconds into it, she's going out with a guy named Bill, you know, and. Um, I didn't know that Bill was a family friend who was visiting in town. And, and yes, it was <laughs> Anne. It was my wife.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I think it, I think it was Anne.
1: It was Anne. My <laughs> high school sweetheart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those classic breakup stories. And then you reconciled. Oh, no, no, we it was didn't a family friend.
1: We didn't break up. No, it was, um, uh, anyway, but it was, it was my moment of coming to a point where my world would orbit around Jesus and not around Anne. Mm. Was important, and as, a, as an aside, I mean, this was not part of the message. But a couple of years later, we had that same situation for Anne, where we did break up, and um, we didn't know it at the time. But it was Anne's opportunity to orbit her life around Jesus and not Ron. Mm. Uh, that became an important part. You know, everything is secondary next to knowing and serving the Lord Jesus Christ, even this relationship. Right. Right. Uh, so it's been a it's been a lesson that goes on for a
0: while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that I'm just thinking through the application here. Um, Mm. I mean, obviously that is a huge application. Um, And it's, it's a very significant statement. And, um, and, and no matter what we are struggling with, God is, I mean, that's the Sunday school answer, right? God is the answer. (laughs) God's the solution. (laughs) But he has the solution. Like he, I've been in Habakkuk this week and, you know, like he, Habakkuk in the Old Testament prophet, he's having this huge dilemma. He's having this huge struggle within him. And instead of going to other people and going to his coworkers and, and complaining, he goes straight to God, Yeah, takes his struggle straight to God. And, and then just waits for God to answer. And um I think that, you know, when we're talking about the, our struggles and, you know, when we can, when, when we are honest with God, we're not telling him he's anything he doesn't know.
1: That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and,
0: and, you know, the, when we're honest with God, then we're honest with ourselves. And then, and then we can wait expectantly for the way he will answer. And mm-hmm. it may not come in threes it may come in threes it may not come in threes so.
1: <laughs> but it will come in a way that we need it to.
0: exactly exactly
1: as we are uh quiet before him even in the midst of our uh, turmoil or, or tornado whatever we're in as we can be still before him we begin to hear from him more specifically mm-hmm. because you know really god is the second you know, corinthians 4, uh, 4 that we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what's unseen because what's seen is temporary it's what's unseen that's eternal um, the Lord is the one thing that is eternal. And although he is unseen presently for us, um, he is more real than these computers we're talking on. You know, mm-hmm. he's more mm-hmm. real than the chair we're sitting on. He's more real and he's longer lasting and he's right here. And mm-hmm. remember this one, uh, one suggestion was to just to envision God's enveloping presence because it's true. It's here right now and everything mm-hmm. is secondary next to him. Jesus, Matthew six thirty three. You know, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Uh, yeah, there's a priority order here that we we keep in mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and so and so then that that, that then puts everything else in, in play. And so we go going, going back to the text because I'm upset that Carl's. Got something that I want, and so I'm I've got I'm envious of Carl, and envious I I I I think of him in bad ways because of something he has, and I'm I'm not content with what I have. I want what he has, so then I start to fight him to get my hands on it, but I can't get my hands on it. So I get all upset about something else, or I want something that is, is unattainable to me, and so I try to scheme my way around it. But you know, if everything is secondary next to knowing and serving the Lord Jesus Christ, if I seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Mm -hmm. Things will take care of themselves. And quite honestly, the things that I want are not usually the things that I need. You know, I want security. So I'm going after the financial gold ring. I want importance. And so I'm going after the higher uh, position in the company, you know, and it's like, well, no, that's not going to get you the importance. That's not going to meet the need of security. Mm -hmm. Only an awareness of the goodness of God, a conviction of the goodness of God walking with you, never leaving you or forsaking you. That's what brings identity and hope and all these other things. Uh, and then that puts everything else that's out there in proper perspective. So that when Carl has that thing that you want, you go, I am so happy for you, brother. That is so cool. Wow, it's right. celebrate with you, you know, let's go enjoy that or go have fun with that, you know? And it totally changes the tone of our relationship with each other again. That's the wisdom from above, as opposed to the right
0: right, right, and I mean, I think we've we've talked about this a lot in the book of James. um it's about our heart, it's about our heart attitude, mm-hmm. it's about our heart posture before God, yeah. and when our heart posture is right before God, then our struggles are resolved differently. Um, and, and we, um, you know, I'm just thinking about moving into the picture, the image of marriage to illustrate his relation to um, God's relationship to Israel. Um, that picture of marriage, like when our heart is right with God, when our heart posture is right with God, then we're not being called adulterers because nothing else. We're not looking to anything or anyone else to fulfill those deepest needs.
1: There you go. Exactly right, yeah, and and uh, he goes into a lot about uh, friendship with the world at that point, and that's where the title "Befriending God" came in. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, friendship with the world is seeking, is looking to the world. First um, John two fifteen and sixteen, or is it sixteen and seventeen? It's right, right around there. Um, you know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, mm-hmm. and the boastful pride of life. These are the things the world offers. The desires that we have to fulfill things in our own body, whether it's to have a shredded body, ripped and strong, or you know, or whether it's to get the pleasures in you know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the things I want to look at, whether it's on screens, we got all that or whatever, and the boastful pride of life, look what I've done, um you know, the world, the, the world, the flesh and the devil, these different things, these are part of the world, and the tempter tempts us to reach for those things because the tempter knows. That if we pursue that, we are an adulterer against our true spouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are our 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 allegiances are divided. That's the double-minded side of things that James talks about so many times. Don't be double-minded. Don't have a don't say I am, you know, God's my priority, and yet you're going off on a different path to try to find something that God should be providing for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the marriage picture is really poignant. Uh, mm. when you think about the ideal of what it means to be aligned 100 percent with your spouse
0: mm. right yeah yeah i just was thinking about you know in my bible study we've been doing the old testament prophets that's so much about the idolatry or about the adultery of israel and how they're running after idols and worthless idols and um yeah and i think oh i'm not doing that and then i'm hit in the face with it (laughs) like oh michelle Mm -hmm. you're making an idol of this or that or you know your own comfort or your routine Mm -hmm. and it's like okay you know what i need to remember to refocus refocus my attention refocus my heart
1: so. Yeah. You know, what is it that uh, Evelyn Underhill says um, the first work of the follower of Christ is adoration the second work is awe and everything flows out of that mm. think about what we do in the sports realm you know recently the NFL draft was taking place I think in Kansas City 125,000 people showed up and they're all just in adoration and awe of these modern day gladiators you know mm. seeking autographs and oh you're wonderful mm-hmm. oh man it's fantastic you know um, yeah. So we know what adoration and awe looks like. And yet, do we understand who this God is? Do we understand what he's done for us? Do we understand the depth of his love for us? Have we experienced in some way the the, the presence that just, that just makes everything else melt away? Um, right. Do we expect him to act in our world today? Because when we start drawing near to God, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. These things begin to happen. These things begin to become known. Adoration and awe and allegiance just is Mm. a natural response. I don't want anything else. I mean, that was the one line I made. I said uh, that uh, you know, sitting there making that choice, saying, yes, everything is secondary. All of a sudden, I mean, really, it was very quite blame I I didn't need what Anne was offering. I didn't need what I want, what I originally 10 minutes ago wanted from this group, you know, to matter anymore. My my whole my whole paradigm had been reshifted
0: right right your whole paradigm your heart posture yes um your whole attitude yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And a week later was gone but
0: you
1: know, well, <laughs> i to mean we gather it
0: <laughs> yes and you had that moment to reflect on and to remember that you know what what we tend to call a standing stone you know referring again to the old testament like this is a memorable place and time when God was present and active. Not that he isn't now, but I was receptive. And so, yeah, just remembering that, then I think it helps. It helps me when I have those moments. It helps me to remember, oh, I can be expectant and waiting because God has spoken to me in the past. He will, he will again meet me in, in the present.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Those standing stones, Michelle, uh, so many times in our culture, we just move so fast beyond that we don't take time to set one up. And within a month, we've forgotten about that moment and we move on. But journaling, um, pondering, Mm -hmm. taking time to take something apart a little bit, and then you start finding, and even life mapping is a great thing to do because you begin to recognize standing stones that you forgot about. You know when you look back upon your years and say what about mm-hmm. if i look at it through this lens if i look at it through this lens you begin to see these things and that's i mean the psalms do that all the time uh mm-hmm. where they look back to see god's faithfulness so that they can be confident of god's faithfulness in the present crisis whatever it is so yeah. i appreciate the outstanding stone. that was definitely one of my many standing stones i look back and go yeah that, i can't explain that one away
0: yeah oh yeah 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 so we've talked about story we've talked about the picture and here's the practice here's the
1: practice submit therefore to god resist the devil he will flee from you draw near to god and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you've got it memorized
1: <laughs> i remember so yeah back in the day um I, I i did a lot with the navigator's topical memory system and uh and that's that was one of the early ones on i mean that was i think i memorized that in the new american standard version which is very clunky
0: <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: but yeah I, I, I that was that was still back the rolling around
0: yeah i mean and that like i think we could probably talk about each one of those actions each one of those practices for a half hour in and of itself so i you know it's it's. I think, it, like you said, it's sitting with those, where submit, what does it mean to submit? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to cleanse my hands? What does it mean to resist the devil? What does yeah. that look like for me?
1: Yeah. And for each of us, it's different, isn't it? Because we all have different wants and we all have different needs. Yeah. Um, and so what does it mean to resist? And then we learn new things that we didn't realize we were doing. From the words we say, and always listen to the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit in us is constantly sharing with us what Mm -hmm. what that Spirit is saying. The Spirit testifies with our Spirit that we are God's children, and guides us into all truth. Um, So as I'm speaking a word, and the Spirit says, "What's the motive behind that?" I'm trying to make myself look good. You know, wow, there's something. What's that about? You know. Um, So it's different for all of us. But right. the two-part yeah. side of it is, you know, resist, resist the thing that's pulling you away, and draw near to what God has for you. It's this two-part thing. Paul talked about that to Timothy: flee the evil desires of you. You know, just push one away and draw near to the other one. That's mm-hmm. the two-part, um, uh, the two-part step or the practice that God calls mm-hmm. us to in an attitude of humility and repentance.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is, and that the two, the two-part practice is throughout scripture right like god just didn't rescue the israelites out of egypt he rescued them out of egypt to go to the promised land Mm -hmm. right and so it's the same thing we can't just i mean and jesus says in matthew like we can't just empty the evil spirits out
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> because
0: then it's all swept clean and they'll come back with more. You have to fill it. You have to fill it with fill your mind with with the Holy Spirit with um with the scriptures and um yeah. So we can't just say, I'm no longer gonna do this. It's what are we going to replace it with? I'm going to resist the devil and what am I going to look towards?
1: There you go. That's well said. And that last line, humble yourselves before um before God, and He will lift you up. He will honor you in the right time. I'm getting mixed up with a couple of different passages of Peter as well. Um, you know, that's really what it is: is it, it's the gospel, it's the upside down nature of the gospel mm-hmm. that those who are first will actually be last, and last will be first. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. Those who seek to the front, the, the 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 place at the table of honor, will actually be asked to go down to the place of dishonor at the table. So you right. know, humble yourself when you come into the room. Go to the place of dishonor. And don't try to make yourself big because God is the yeah. one who's responsible for doing that. And as you live in this way, cast all your anxiety upon Him because He cares for you. One Peter five seven. Um, that's that that that's a key part because it's it's a worrisome thing when you surrender and say, "Okay, hey, I'm going to humble myself before the Lord. I'm not going to pursue my own arrogance thinking I can control it, my own wealth, my own resources thinking that they'll provide for me. No, it's going to be God. Mm.
0: Yeah, which brings me right back to Habakkuk where yeah. at the very end of chapter three, where he's like, no matter what happens, no matter, I, I can lose everything, have nothing to eat now and no prospect for the future. And I will rejoice in the Lord.
1: Though so there be no grapes upon the vine. Yes.
0: Yeah. I was yeah. putting in today's terms.
1: I appreciate that. <laughs> i don't have
0: grapes on the vine right now so
1: <laughs> thanks michelle <laughs> i was being poetic
0: i know it is very poetic it's a beautiful passage it's very well haven't if you haven't read it you need to read it oh man it's so good i um i think you end you wrapped up your sermon with when we align ourselves with god the bible and the holy spirit right, he right brings change inside of us
1: right God's the one to bring the change not us but it's 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 the abiding in the vine and mm-hmm. um, aligning ourselves I, I think I use four different things mm-hmm. aligning ourselves with what God says about us what scripture says about us about scripture says about God or what God says about himself uh, about what God says about his kingdom which by the way is real and it's advancing and there's some really cool things happening and what God says about our culture mm-hmm. um, the world in which we live, um when we align ourselves in that way with what god says we find ourselves abiding in the vine and his life flows into us i've shared this before but it's uh, ignatius of loyola's comment about god's life flowing into us without limit it's mm. paul's expression in ephesians 4 about how the gentiles are separated from the life of god we're not separated from the life of god god's life is connected to us john seventeen three. Uh, this is eternal life, that they might know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. There's a connection. That's what eternal life is. It's a it's mm-hmm. a relational connection. So so when we align ourselves with what God says is true, which is by the way is faith. I'm just rolling too much here. Okay. <laughs> the word pistis in in Greek is the word that can be translated faith. Um, so we have faith in Jesus. But really, when you look at it, and when you're talking about kings and kingdoms, the better translation is faithfulness or allegiance. Mm. So when we have pistis in Jesus, it's not just faith in Jesus, I know we're intellectual agreement, but it's allegiance to, it's faithfulness to, that I am aligning myself with what my king has said. I'm aligning myself with what his kingdom actually is, and I'm living out that kingdom right here and right now because of my pistis. Mm-hmm. Um, because of what he's done for me, so that alignment allows his life to flow into us without limit, and it's not me doing the heavy heavy lifting. Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's the Holy Spirit in me that's making the change. It can take a while, but he's making the change, and we're and we're growing and we're being transformed in his image.
0: Amen. And it, I mean, it will take a lifetime. Yeah, it will take a lifetime.
1: Yeah, until he returns, it's the work that we do now in preparing yeah. for his return. Right, our lamps right. burn.
0: Hmm. Well, thank you, Rob.
1: Thank you, Michelle. Always appreciate the chance to chat with you about these things.
0: Oh, I I love it so much, and so yeah, thank you very much, and thank you to our audience. Whether you've joined us live on Facebook a little bit early or later on our blog or on our podcast, we are grateful for the few minutes you spent with us today. Yes, indeed. And I am now ending our podcast with, may God continue to be glorified as we love Jesus, love his people, and pour out his love on the world.
1: Amen.